ladies and gentlemen, you got opposing a matrix. Actually, you have the unseen hand of the opposing a matrix, which is an awesome, awesome title. <clears throat> and <clears throat> we have with us uh, Ralph Epperson. That's that guy right there. And that's David David, David Ruffino right there. Yeah, Ruffino. <laughs> oh, oh, I pronounce it the way it's spelled. Ruffino. I-N-O-I-E-N-O. Okay. okay. What, what's the second letter of the na- last name? A U. U. <laughs> Ruffino. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ralph, all kidding aside. For right for right the second anyway. We've got a potpourri today. Uh, a okay. bunch of little things, some small, some bigger. Uh, and ultimately, we'll see how much time I have. I think I'd rather think I would rather spend more time because, as I said, you and I talked earlier this week about this week. Mm-hmm. And I told you I had orders to fill, and I did. I finally got them done. Nice. And so I've got that all, all up to date. All I got to do is now uh, uh, count the money that comes in. Uh-huh. Okay. Depending you, you also said you are going to have a lie detector on today. Yes, Where's I've that? got it. I've got it right here. I'll show it to you, and I'm going to use it on you. I've got three <laughs> questions to ask you, and when you fail, it'll tell us that it's a light lie detector. So get ready. That's coming. Okay. You'll be sitting in your chair uh, perspiring because you don't know what I'm going to ask, and so, you don't want your listeners to know that you're a liar. So if I tell you that i use zest for a soap it'll tell me how much lies in the soap <laughs> no that's not quite that's not quite the gesture this is this is the dominion dominion lie detector oh we're all in trouble yes. i'll show it to you in a minute we have things to do before we get to that yes we do ralph so why don't you go ahead what did uh you got a sign to hold up i think yes, yes. this is this is I want you to speak for me, but I also want them to read this. That, and I can't read it without. Okay. So I'll, I got it printed out. All right. I would like you to know that I have no staff assisting me, and no researchers are doing my research. No one is advising me. I am totally responsible for collecting the information that I have gathered for this podcast. Okay. All right. I would like to explain that I am not a professional teacher, nor do I have anything but the simplest computer skills. Or not that's true. <laughs> okay, let's no start with some good news. Were you ready for some good news? Well, I think we could all use some. Yes, I think so. Now, you're, you're going to read these. Um, uh, this came from, oh, I'll give you the source. Uh, I, I checked with my friend Jim. I said, you ever heard of restored, what does it say, republics? He restored said, republic, uh-huh. And you you familiar with them as well? Yeah, I was looking at their stuff yesterday, as a matter of okay, fact. Very good. Well, let's read it, because this is good. From the website of restoredrepublic.com, September 4th, 2022. Arrests have begun. Soon, both Biden and Obama were expected to be publicly arrested, both charged with many counts of treason, including election fraud, and the corrupt nuclear weapons deal Obama made pl- Obama made with Iran called Project Pelican. Have you heard of that? You, I, you I heard, heard of the deal. I never heard Project Pelican. No. Well, I know, but but what deal was it? What you mean? We signed an agreement to allow them to make nuclear weapons? No, not to make them. And I think we sent them a pallet full of money, didn't we? Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, if that's by the way, I have to admit. 
that, well, the other one will tell us. This is from them. I've got one from another source. All right. This is number two from Restored. Okay. <clears throat> from the website, RestoredRepublic.com, September 4, 2022. <clears throat> the White Hats, or the Trump people, have taken control of cable news or cable CNN news through one of the Trump's friends, John Malone. CNN has fired several employees and news anchors. They have done that, Ralph. They yes. It's terribly if this okay, let's talk about why would some conservative patriot buy CNN news? Well, you'd want to put them out of business, but you'd also want them to tell the truth. Yeah. Well, uh, you. I don't think you can get the, the current staff to do that. Right. So I don't know, but uh, apparently. Uh, John Malone is going to make it into a, a, a true reporting staff. They find the evidence and report on it without without interdicting it with nonsense. Huh. Okay, now, these oh. are just random thoughts by someone you'll recognize when we get finished. Okay, one of them, most important reason, one of the most important reasons for studying history is the vir- is that is that virtually every stupid idea that is in vogue today has been tried before and proved to be disastrous before time and time again. Thomas Sowell. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course. That guy, I, I, I don't think I've ever met a man quite as lucid as this one. He's mm-hmm. something else. I've been familiar with, I don't know him, I've never met him, never talked to him, but I've read people, you know, for years what this guy reports, and he, he's a step ahead of everybody. Huh. You cannot subsidize irresponsibility and expect people to become more responsible. Thomas Sell. Boy, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's time. I'm going to show you my dominion. This is a this is a lie detector. That's the antenna. And that's the cover. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to type your name in. I can make one of those in five minutes. <laughs> no, no, you cannot. This is a very expensive Dominion device. If you say so. Okay, I'm telling you. Wait till you see what it does. <laughs> I'm typing in D A and then R U, which means David, David, D A for David and R U for Ruffino. Mm-hmm. So I'm typing in there. There's the. Okay, now. Oh, I'm sorry. I got them backwards. Uh-oh. The machine's faulty already. <laughs> no, it's the operator. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay. I've got it now. I'm ready. So now we're going to test to see how much you are telling the truth. And my Dominion lie detector is going to pick up on this. Okay. So I've yeah, coded it for David Ruffino, which means you. And this thing can hear, that's what that antenna is for. I can hear you. It'll record it. And then, you know, with the technology of how reading with a uh, language, it can convert. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, uh, number one, this is one of three. You told me your middle name was James. Was Jesse James a distant relative? No. Okay, let's test that on the on the lie detector. It's blank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
don't want my money back. This is terrible. Hold on. The Round okay, Peppers and Hor- Horse and Pony Show. <laughs> oh. Okay, there it is. Now I can show you what the what the. I still can't see it. What does it say? It says liar. That's oh here. Has Where? To, has to be in the in the light, maybe. Okay. I haven't tested this because I. It's blank. It doesn't say anything. No, it doesn't. Wait a minute here, David. Okay, let's try it now. Let's see if I can get it to show up on my... Nope. Apparently, it's got to be in the light. Anyway, there it is. Wait a minute. Lies. Okay, yeah. Liar, right? No, it says lies. Okay, well, it, it means it means the same thing. And now it lied. says zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, we proved that you lied on that one. My dominant Dominion machine. Okay, number two. I live in Arizona, and all of us can tell what time it is from reading our watches. But you do, or sorry, but you, but do you have to call your governor to find out what time it is in Oregon? Uh, meaning daylight, we we here don't have to have the governor tell us what time it is. So we know because we're in Arizona, we're smart enough to figure it out. But we need to know whether or not what you what you why you have to call the governor. So are you asking me if I have to call the governor? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fifty three seventeen. That's what it says. It should say lies. Yeah, it's 50. Oh, there it is. It's upside down. That's what the problem oh, okay. is. Okay, so that means I don't have to call the governor. <laughs> no, it's my... All I, I got to do the, is lie, and it's the truth. <laughs> I took the antenna off. That's what the problem is. I'll put the antenna back on here on my... Otherwise known as a paper clip. <laughs> <laughs> well... It was a little cheaper to do it this way than the way they suggested. Okay, number three. You live in a small town in Oregon on a farm that grows hay. Do you have a shiny new air-conditioned tractor? Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see what that says upon my dominion here. Now I'm answering yes, I do have a shiny new tractor. Okay, so it's going to then you know you don't, you're lying. I don't understand what happened to Biden. I did not test this, so I'm I'm going to give man my money back. It's cheating me. Because you have to be in this, in the, because it's automatically, it's connected to light bulbs. So that's what the problem is. So anyway, I'm trying to show you, it does, it's not, it, for some reason, I gotta get one time to do it right. It's not working. Huh. Okay. I don't understand. Well, anyway, it was it 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 said liar, it liar, or maybe lies. And but you saw it one time to show you that that, that is really a, a legitimate Dominion machine. Okay, David, read this. Here we go. This is this is legitimate. Please, I'm doing this. And I'm trying to, I, I want it read so people can read along with you. Yeah, because okay. this is important. Donald Trump addressed, addressed the United Nations on September 25th, 
2018. Okay. Now, that's less than two years of being in office, from 16 to 18. Uh-huh. Maybe a year and a half. Well, a year, where, where, 10 months, where it is. And there, I have watched his 35-minute speech and would like to list the accomplishments in his less than two-year presidency. So, and I'm going to ask you to read the accomplishment, or just a short phrase, about his accomplishment. This is what he said with his own mouth to the United Nations. It's still available. You can watch it. I gave, I gave a friend of mine a chance to read it, and he'll call me later today. So now let's read it. Okay. I, I hope you can read it. It's small print, but... Okay. Okay. Donald Trump addressed the United... Oh, you want me just to read the bullet points? Yeah, read, read, yeah. start with that. Okay, $10 trillion in new wealth... Um, stock market at all-time high, joblessness, joblessness claims at a 50-year low. Now, this Af- one, I have to give it because it's longer. Okay, African-American, Hispanic, um, something Asian, unemployment, lowest. Go back to the other side, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Lowest uh, level ever recorded. Now, stop and think about that. These are Democrats, mm-hmm. basically. The, the, the Democrats get like 80 to 90 percent of the uh, blacks and the Chinese, et cetera. And what what did he do? Okay. Got jobs. Lowest got, yeah, got jobs for everybody, especially the uh, the people that are commonly known as um, minorities. Yes. Mm-hmm. OK, here's the next one. OK, four million new jobs, including one half million new manufacturing jobs. Okay. Started construction of the major border wall. Increased border security. Record funding of our military. Nuclear testing stopped in North Korea. Our military facilities dismantled in many nations. ISIS driven out of Iraq and Syria. Um, Imposed nuclear sanctions on Iran. Gasoline prices down. Sanctions against Venezuela, one of the richest nations in the world. Um, Two million people have fled. Okay, reduced funding of military and to nations. Reduced total spending of the United Nations to 25%. And there's one more. Yeah, I mean, it's over on me. It's oh, okay, okay. Uh, there were many more listed, but you already know all of those. Um, all of those. And let's see. All of those accomplishments because America's major media resources had already told you. Yeah. Okay. I have to say it. They didn't that tell That list is more than all of the presidents since 1900 have done. And he did it in less than 18 months. Uh What is this? Why are people objecting to this? Why is this wrong? This is what a president's supposed to do. That's right. And he's not, Biden's not good. Oh, I've got got Biden's list on the other side. (laughs) Oh, okay. Can you read that? Yeah, there's nothing to read because he didn't do anything. If, yeah. if Biden listed that, that would be everything he's got. The, the fact that there's no food on the shelf, 
the, the inflation is high, gas prices are high, they, they're, 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 the truckers are going to go on strike, the railroads are going to go, boom. That's what he would list. Yep, that's right. He had a rally. Uh, did you, I don't know if you saw that. He had a rally, and and every time Trump has a rally, twenty to 30,000 people show up, even more than that, 100,000 show up. Right. New Jersey had a, had a, had a uh, when he spoke in New Jersey, they had a raffle. You submitted your name and they put in the drum and pulled them out like this. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the list, because they can only take so many, 165,000 people wanted to go to Trump's rally. Wow, that's amazing. In New Jersey, especially. In New Jersey. And yeah. Donald Trump, uh, uh, Joe Biden had a rally and there were 20 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, this is a good test of your visual acuity. Okay, now, someplace in this picture I'm about to reveal to you, you will see one Ralph Epperson. This picture was taken in, let's see, what would you guess, how old would I be in in the sixth grade? 12, 11? 14. Um, Maybe in my case, 27. I don't don't remember. (laughs) How much would it be? What, five? Yeah, sixth grade? Six, six, right, six. Uh, Probably around 12, yeah. Very good. Now, what we do in Tucson is we have a rodeo that's world famous. It's one of the greatest rodeos. The, The major rodeo players come to Tucson and put on a show and it's it's incredible and it's well done and every, so we have a, a rodeo parade that's all uh, uh, wheel driven. No, there's no engines, either horses or carts or people carrying signs, wherever it is. So we in, at Sam Hughes, this was at Sam Hughes Elementary in, in a square. We our, our rooms were square like this and inside here was, was grass and behind, behind that was a little lever, lower, 12, about six inches of concrete in a platform. Uh-huh. So I'm going to show you that picture, and you're going to see if you can find Ralph Epperson. I want to warn you, I'm half hidden. That'll give you a clue. Hmm. Goodness gracious, I don't know. Um, all the way in the back on the right behind the lady with the hat. Right? No. That's okay. 0 for 1. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to reduce the uh, uh, the glare. There's something to be like. Okay, try again. Okay. You're somewhat hidden. That was a clue. Okay, middle row. More to the left. No, the left, the other left. Um. Yeah, middle row, more to the left, behind a girl with a hat that's in the first row. Next to it looks like a teacher. That's too easy. Okay, now, let's let's be more specific. Tell me which one of those people you think it is. Okay, count, count, count to be one. Okay, uh, mid, middle row, one, two, three, four. Okay, and what color hat am I wearing? Oh, you're not, okay, you're wearing a hat, so that changes things. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say front row, one, two, three, four, you're wearing a white hat. Well, uh, that's the second row, right? Third row. There's what, four rows? 
one. There's well, three rows. It looks like. Okay. Well, it's hard to back. tell. That was we used to call him Egghead Graham way back in the back, right there. That guy, that was called Egghead. So, the guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah, right. That's not me. Okay. I'll give you one. The last. guy in the black hat next to him. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, that was my three guesses. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll see. How, how, how do I do this? I, I said I was somewhat hidden. There. Uh, that guy right there. The white hat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I told you I was somewhat hidden. That's a little Ralphie Epperson. We were required, well, they asked us to wear three things, uh, Western, for that day. Because uh, it was, I, I guess the next day was the rodeo. So we, we were, this might be Wednesday or something. And we were dressed for the, uh, we took the, I think it was Thursday was the rodeo, the rodeo parade, maybe. So we had two days off during the year. So uh-huh. that was, Okay. Well, you did pretty well, okay. This was a little bit easier. This is once again the sixth spring. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've got it. There's the guy on the right, uh, on my right. So I'm going over here to the other side, and there's the people. We're all sitting or standing. You're wearing a plaid shirt. Um. What? First, second, maybe a third row back. No. Uh, second from the right. No, you're, you're not. That's not correct. I'll, I'll give you a, a, it's a lighter color. You were the clothing. What's that? You were the clothing. No, the <laughs> combination <laughs> of both. I'm, I'm fair skinned. I'm freckles. <laughs> Come on, I'll give you a clue. Guess who that is? Come on. You're, you're standing kind of to the. No, I'm not standing. Or you're sitting. You're sitting to the left of the person wearing the uniform. That guy. No. The one with the big ears. <laughs> it's me. No, it's not me. <laughs> well, I give. Up. I give up, Ralph. I. It, I could be Opie. You could be Opie. That guy right in the middle. Well, in my middle, wearing a shirt, sitting with his hands connected. Yes, under. that's the one I said. Okay, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. Now, I, you, we and I both talked about this, and I think we should start doing this with Michelle. Because we both talked about, let's see, now, when men stand after a picture, their feet go like this. Right. At an angle. Women do it, their feet go to get side by side. Uh-huh. So we need to start watching for Michelle Obama okay. and see how she stands. And let's see if we can find pictures. So if, if it's if it's a man, we step we our feet go out like this, but women they go to side by side. Okay. okay? Except for David Ruffin who who okay. Okay, here's a little test of your and my club feet. <laughs> yes. Here's a little test. I want you to pick three, any three states. One from the uh, your choice of the eastern west west coast. I'm sorry, the west coast, the middle west, and the east. One from each area. Name any three states you want to. Okay. Um, Oregon, South. Stop! 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 stop. One okay. at a time. Oregon. Oregon. 
Let's go to Oregon. I got a list up here. Oregon, 1857, Bill of Rights, Article 1, Section 2. All men shall be secure in the natural right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their conscience. That's in our Constitution. That's your preamble. Huh. Wow. Can we read it again? No. I, well, yeah, go ahead. Oregon, 1857. You were alive then, weren't you? You were in a wagon, I think, being brought by your parents. Bill of Rights, Article 1, Section 2. All men shall be secure in the natural, got capitalized natural, which means that means it has a specific definition, to worship Almighty with a capital A God, capital G, according to the dictates of their consciences. Wow. Okay, now pick one Midwest, any state. South Dakota. South Dakota. Preamble. We, the people of South Dakota, grateful to Almighty God for our civil and religious liberties, establish this uh, Constitution. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah, it is. Wait a minute. They're not supposed to believe in God. Okay, now one from the from the East. Anyway. New Jersey, of course. Okay, New Jersey. I have a mouth here. New Jersey, New Jersey, 1844. Preamble. We, the people of the state of New Jersey, grateful to Almighty God for civil and religious liberty, which he hath so long permitted us to enjoy, and looking to him for a blessing on our endeavors. Wow. Wait a minute. The state constitutions understood in all of them. They did, yeah. That, there's every one of those states. It's a four or five page listing. That's amazing. Wow. Wait a minute. We can't believe in God in this country. We're required to believe in God by our own state constitution. Hey, Ralph, let's look at a state that came into the Union kind of late, like Hawaii. Okay. I don't know if that'd be, we'll see. Hold on. No, I, I just wanted to see if... That's a good idea. It's in, in Alaska. Hawaii, 1959. Uh oh, uh, hold that. Yeah, Hawaii, 1959. Preamble. We, the people of Hawaii, grateful for divine guidance, established this constitution. Huh. Now, you said uh, you want to try, uh, uh, what's the other one that came aboard late? Alaska. Alaska. January 3rd. Well, you got that memory? Yeah, ninth, well, it's got January 19, 1956. Preamble. We, the people of Alaska, grateful to God and to those who founded our nation and pioneered this great land. Wow. Okay. America's founders did not intend for there to be a separation of God and state, as shown by the fact that all 50 states acknowledge God in their state constitutions. That's amazing. Wait a minute. You, I, I wrote to, uh, 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 hold on a minute, Carrie, uh, Carrie Lake, the woman running for, for governor here in Arizona. She's that, she was a TV anchor lady for 30 years up in Phoenix. I, I never knew her or even seen her before. And she started running. And she, first of all, because she's been behind cameras for 30 years and also doing investigative reporting, if the local TV station tells you the truth, 
they tell you what they found and they're going to kill most of them do it right. certain, at least so she's been doing that so she, the lady that's running against her is a democrat refuses to debate with her really and they had a they had a like you and i uh, they had a, a moderator sitting over here and he was at, he'd be asking me questions and then we talked you and i answered and then he'd go over here and talk whatever it is i can't get over there but talk to you with so they weren't even on the same platform and i'm telling you carrie aced it oh, she was good. brilliant she she knew of course you're talking to an audience live and they're watching your eyes and you're and so she's moving like this and and she leaned forward and said, we the people. And she aced it. Nice. And Karen Dobbs, what can she say as a Democrat? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to stand on our record. Yes, unemployment is high, but boy, we're working on it. Yeah. And we got it. the border is secure, as Kamala has told us. Mm-hmm. That's what she's got to run on. Yeah, well, the road I, to hell is paved on good intentions. Yes. So I believe Kerry's going to win that thing in a landslide, nice. and all of the all of the Arizona candidates have done that because Trump has been there, I think, twice. Mm. I don't know. I think we talked about communism uh, a couple of meetings ago. Uh, I didn't have this article; I found it later. But I'm okay. going to let's go first of all. When okay. was it? secret? Well, it's uh, Tucson Citizen, Tuesday, June sixteenth. 1982, I think it says. Yeah, that sounds okay. I'll confirm. Uh, 92. I'll confirm. Okay, 1992. Uh, June the 16th. So it's a 22, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's start over on the left hand side. Uh, okay, uh, well, the title Secret Papers Show Lenin as Mass Killer. Oh, no, that's not true. Oh, man. Listen. Let me get my magnifying glass so I can read this as well. Boy, that's going to put all the commies in a tizzy here in the States. Yes. Russia's revolutionary leader, Vladimir Lenin, uh, and uh, not successor Joseph Stalin, inspired mass terror in the Soviet Union. General Dmitry Volgonovich, well, we pronounce the best I can, said, showed Lenin laid the basis for the Red Terror. He described a letter in which Lenin, on November the 18th, 1918, the thing started, of course, in 17, towards right. a year or so later, ordered that 100 wealthy farmers, kulaks, be hanged to end a revolt in the province of Penza. Huh. Sorry, are you going to go communist, though? Step over there. We got a little piece of rope for you to inspect. Yeah, right. This needs to be accomplished in such a way that people... For hundreds of miles around, we'll see trouble, tremble, no, and scream out. Let's choke and strangle those blood-sucking kulaks, the letter said. Wow. Volganovich, oh, I don't care, said documents show Lenin was responsible for 13 million deaths during the Civil War after the 1917 revolution. I think he lasted till 1990. That's only three years. Yeah. The, the records also show 21 million Soviets were killed between 27 and 53 during Stalin's reign of terror. Mm-hmm. So together they were 38 million Russians, according to the wow. Jet. 
boy, you either liked it or you, or you got out of here. Man, oh, man. What are they doing? And uh, I watched last night, I flipped, a, flipped to a TV show. It was a video. And it showed primarily Orientals. They look like Chinese and, and maybe Koreans. Mm-hmm. standing there and then just falling over like this and jerking. Oh, man. And then 10 seconds later, dead. Jeez. And there must have been... I, I watched it because I knew I had to. Right. This is what that vaccination's doing in those countries. Well, per, for, forgive me. Maybe I saw 20 people. But it's all the same thing. A lady's doing a talk as, uh, on a TV show. Yes, we got to stand up and. Uh... Yeah. Did you know, Ralph, that 94, no, 91% of Biden voters got the shots? 91%. Oh, 91%. Yep. So. God. Yeah. I feel bad for them. You know, I, you're not supposed to what wish bad on your enemies, you know, and yes. I just feel bad for them that they're, you know. You're not going to be a voting base anymore. I know. That's a further evidence that the Democrat Party's in very serious trouble. Yeah. The regulars who have been there with them, the blacks and the Chicanos, Chicanos, they've been voting 90, 80, 90%. There was a a county, long, narrow one, along the, uh, maybe you saw it, along the, uh, uh, what's that river? Uh, Rio Grande? Rio Grande. And it was... This is like that part, and it was like here, this this county, like this. And it went Republican for the first time in 90 years. Oh, my goodness. And that means the Democrats lost. Good. Now, let's have some fun. Well, I don't okay. think it's fun. All right. David Rockefeller, memoirs. You recognize him as David Rockefeller? Yep. Okay. That's the scumbag. Now, this is bold, right? Okay. Okay. From the book, Memoirs of David Rockefeller, here's a direct quote from his book, page 405. For more than a century, ideological extremists at either end of the political spectrum have seized upon the well-publicized incidents to attack Rockefeller family for the inordinate inordinate influence that they claimed we wield over the American political and economic institutions. This sounds like a confession. Mm-hmm. And this is page two. It's a continuation. Um, some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. David Rockefeller. Jeez. You know, I I can almost guarantee you that book is not read except the liberal, maybe the liberal uh, uh, wing of the wherever it is, mm-hmm. because the conservatives don't. I take that as a confession. He's admitting there is that I'm right, and you're right. Right. We know this is what's going on. Did you want to write that down or something? I'm just writing, writing down, jotting down uh, talking points. 
Okay. I'm good. Now, have you seen this? I, I, you probably have, but I want to. I want your listeners to see this. Okay, Newsweek. <clears throat> I can't see the date, but David Rockefeller. That's something. Okay, I'll read it. It's uh, April the sixth, nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. Notice that was forty-three years old. Forty-three years before the tower, right? Right. So this is where. Where do you think David is? Um, he's up in he's the in sky. The, he's sky. in the twin. Is it yeah. the twin towers? No, 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 no. I don't think they were ready in sixty. Might be the. Oh no, that's right. Statue of Liberty, probably. Yeah. No, nope. I don't think you can see that there. He's he, but he's in a he's in a. Uh, and he can see probably all the way to, to New Jersey. If that's, I don't know which way he's looking, but he's up in his office. But look at the way he's sitting. The hand, well, and, yeah, uh huh. The hands of on his wristwatch, nine eleven. Really? Yes. Wow, that's not a coincidence. I'm sorry, I don't have the ability now to to. I got, I found this. I took it off of a. PowerPoint, the picture, and I put the note. I, I was going to find a clock because someone actually blew it up enough that it was about that size, and you know, and you could see it. But thoroughly, nine eleven. Wow. Let me, let me tell you Ralph's supposition. I can't prove this. I want to go back. There it is. To nineteen forty-five. That okay? Forty-five. Bill Rafi was 78 years old, plus or minus. I don't know. I don't know the date, but it's, I was born in 37, so it's seven, eight years. Right. My mother, brother, and I went from Tucson to Brooklyn, where my grandmother lived. My mother's mother. My grandfather passed away, so he she was living in the house they had. So we, we went there. So my brother, me, and mother visited Manhattan. We took the trolley or the subway and went into Times Square. And there's the Empire State Building like this. Uh huh. And up at the very top, there's wood. So maybe the top 10 stories and then maybe two or three gone. They were a B-25 in 1945, July the 28th, 45, flew into the Empire State Building. Uh-huh. And what I saw was they put the light, the plywood out there because they're doing the inside of building it back up again. Right. Sixteen people died in that thing. But I, I didn't see a crash, but I saw the results of the crash. Uh-huh. 1945, due to a heavy fog. The, the pilot couldn't see. He was going to land at, uh, at uh, whatever the airport was at the time. David must have seen this as well. And I think he said, I can use that in the future sometime. Mm-hmm. He developed a plan for lower Manhattan. Now, if you go to Manhattan, it's a, it's, it's a, a, a huge granite block, and you can put tons of pressure on it. You can build skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. But the skyscrapers are all before, like, 50th, 50th Street, where there's a street. And then from there... It's limited to 50 story, 52 or 53 stories. Yeah. Okay? So it's like this. 
all these, and they, these are down at the end. And this is where the Statue of Liberty is over here this way. So right. now, David got the, the, got the rezoning done to build the towers, mm -hmm. 110 stories. Now, the reason they wanted it kept low was because the people in the buildings that had the zoning, they built their 50 stories because they didn't want them to fall over on their next door neighbor or wherever it is. So they right. did a lot of damage. So there's an earthquake or something. Mm -hmm. But David said, no, I'm going to build the towers. He developed the plan. He got the zoning for more than 50 stories. So we got approval, approval to build the Twin Towers 100 stories high. He developed plans on how airlines could fly into each building. The, uh, the, uh, the, the architects claimed they built it so that a, a seven-foot, foot, the big airplane at the time could crash into it and it wouldn't knock it over or catch fire. Right. So he says, I can get that to work. I'll have air. Now, I, I cannot certify, and I still don't know whether those were real airplanes. You understand? There are people claiming yeah. that, that there were, there were uh, um, holograms. Holograms. Thank you very yeah. much. And that could be the, in the cause or anything else. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There is a picture of when you build a, bring a building down, here's the, 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 you don't cut it this way. You cut it like this. So this part slides down. Mm -hmm. the, this, this explosive goes zip like this and melts this to the soft metal. And the other top soft metal slides and then crashes down. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture in the uh, Google videos or in images of one of these pieces with the cut like this. I believe it, yeah. So that's telling us it wasn't the airplanes. Are you going to talk about what Trump said about that? Go ahead. Um, Trump said that when I, I guess he was in Manhattan when that happened. And he said, I can't believe that those planes got through all that steel. Yes. That's well, what he said. Go ahead. No, that's it. So Trump, I don't know how much he knows, but if he wants to get the story, I think he needs to know this. Right. That's, that's this guy doing it. Uh-huh. In 1946. That was planned. Right. He saw that a year before and said, I can hold it for some time later. And he came up with it and said to the conspiracy, listen, I want to cause a major event and I want to use it to get we we as Americans don't we don't we plan wars and then we have the enemy attack us. Right. So there's no more I I forgot to include and maybe next week we should spend some time with the stewardess who found out what happened to the airplanes. Oh really? They didn't crash. I've heard stories about that. Mm -hmm. This is a stewardess with 20-some years experience getting phone calls from stewardess who were in the airplanes when right. they landed. And I'm mm -hmm. going to bring that all together. Maybe we should talk about that because that's what happened. The airplanes were only occupied by no more than 50 passengers. Right. All of them which means when you total that up, 
you get 200 for one airplane. Right. And they landed, put everybody in the airplane. We're going to fly you back to Boston or wherever you left. So just wait off. And then they flew into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. That's what this lady came up with. Mm-hmm. Two books she wrote. Okay, now, back to the future. 1985, 89, 89, it was made in threes. 85, 88, and 89. Those three movies have dozens, dozens, 85, 1985, 15 years before the, the towers. Of the towers coming down and Arabs being involved with it. Right. Changing things from one to two in the past, back and forth with the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. How did they know that in 1985? Somebody revealed it right. to Kubrick, whoever it was that made those movies. Now, that's major. And I am urging the American people to watch that movie, all three of them together, one mm-hmm. after the other. It's interesting. I'll give you one little episode. When and I think towards the end of the movie, the the mother, I now guess it's a grandmother, is uh, living in a kind of an apartment house, and because I think she married dumb, the divorced that dummy, and she the doorbell rings and she opens the doorbell and there's a guy hanging upside down with a helicopter over here, and so he's down here looking on the ground and his helicopter and he comes in like this and on the on the the the, the mother clicks the remote and the building comes down that's right yeah down and the young man saw it go down this way uh-huh on so the TV, he saw it, huh on the tv yeah I, i'm sorry I, I did make that clear yeah yeah, the TV was on, and the mother comes up, click, click, and suddenly, maybe they didn't move because he saw he saw the buildings fall like this, up, no, down, because right. he saw he saw the building. This was the top. He saw it go down. I, I'm sorry, I'm confused. No, that's okay. Yeah. But, well, but, he was upside down anyway. So, yes, yeah. right. So he saw it upside down. So whatever happened, he saw it fall. Right. That's right. I said, "What? That's right." If it was going this well, anyway, I'm confused. Yeah, he'd see it going up. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about. We got to find out why. How did they know that? How were they given permission to make those three movies? Yeah, that's right, huh? I saw record albums, the whole page, you know, like this, and on the cover of the album were the towers being attacked by airplanes and they're already in smoking. How this thing, I believe David Rockefeller planned the whole thing, maybe with with the assistance of George Herbert Walker Bush, who knows? Mm -hmm. Because later on, Bush did his job on Kennedy, although he might have been too young in 60, 40, what? I said, when did that happen? The the, uh, 64, was it 64, 60, 70? What are you talking about? Um, the plane crashed into the air, into the uh, Empire State Building. Uh, forty six or forty seven. Forty six. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I'm certain that it, David got permission or told them, and they said it's a great idea. Let's do that. So that mm-hmm. we can always 
We don't want to ever be the aggressor to start a war. We want to be attacked like at Pearl Harbor or the Gulf of Tonkin that never happened. Right. So we need to know. And I'd like to see. The Lusitania. Yes. Well, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. That, that that ship was not the Lusitania. It, was, it had another Oceania, I think it was. Did you hear that story? I don't think so, no. Uh-uh. J.P. Morgan was building, uh, I think it was called the White Star Line, building two ships side by side at the at some dock. And this one was ahead. And this one was catching up maybe six months behind. And so this one went out on a, on a, on a visit, the Oceana, and the, the uh, Lusitania was the other one. So, so the Oceana went out on a, on a, 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 a they called it a trial run to run around, float, and run, do seven, and make sure the engines work and the steering is right. right. And it came back and got into a collision. Huh. And they towed it back to the, to the place. And J.P. Morgan figured out it would be far more expensive to repair the Oceana than over a weekend trade transfer all of the technology markings of the Lusitania onto the Oceana. I see. Huh. And then they sent the Oceana out as the Lusitania. It had a five-degree tilt all the way it was going. Huh. One of the holes down underneath there, under the water level, was the Coleman was on fire. And it it contributed to the, to the weakening of the hole. And it didn't hit an iceberg. Huh. It was. Oh, ch- no, no. It was torpedoed. Supposedly it was torpedoed by the Germans. No, that was the Lusitania. Yeah. This is the. Wait, slow down. This is. I've got these ships com- confused. Let's go back. They switched out the Lusitania and the other one. Okay, so it was really the Oceana that right. went as the Lusitania. This is called the Lusitania. Uh huh. And he had the captain go full speed into a ship that he sunk there. And that ship rammed the Lusitania, so-called, hit that ship and sunk. And then he got totally insured for the full amount and cleaned up, made a killing because the Oceana, it would be way too expensive to fix it. It never got fixed. And the Lusitania went down, so he made it double. He got the Oceana and the Lusitania Creek. So J.P. Moore, he swore those mechanics and the people working on it under penalty of loss of life and maybe loss of job and maybe even life to swear that they would never reveal it. They, they knew that the Oceana was being refitted as the Lusitania. Uh-huh. Now, this is Ralph Epperson's theory. Little Ralphie joined the John Birch Society back in... 66, 66, and I was a member until the 90s or so. And during that early part of that John Birch Society work, by the way, they were not subversive, they were anti-communist, and Welch was right. He picked it, and I'm going to tell you what he did. He formed a group called uh, Support Your Local Police. Right. Because he saw later on how the police were going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Because he knew the communists don't want police. Right. So we we as birchers were convincing the American people, not what we knew, 
but that support the police. They're friends, they're not enemies. So slowly but surely, they, the communists got control of that because the virtue sign tanked. It went down, it's almost out of business. It's still alive, I think, but uh, that's another story. I could get into why I, I, I lost my membership by their design. Right. But I, I found out something I shouldn't have known about the Birch Society. Ralph, goodbye. Thanks very much for your work. Wow. The blacks have been used by a start of a campaign to convince the blacks that the police are brutal. Right. They're not brutal. But no, the guy hears it often enough. They've got to be careful. Those the police will beat you up or shoot you, kill you. So after a while, they start to believe it. Sure. So the, the cop stops you, walks up to him, says, you have your license. You're not getting my license. You're going to kick me. Beat. No, no, I just want your license and your shirts. No. So the guy gets out, says, stop. And no, you're going to kick me, beat me. So he does try to stop him. And that's when the brutal stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. He's trying to... The black believes he's going to be abused, so he will be abused because of the condition of the Black Lives Matter people or others, even right. the Congress Party, that the cops are brutal. They're not brutal. Mm-hmm. The reason they're getting stopped is because they're guilty. Right. They're speeding or they're already robbing a bank, so they stop them. And when they get stopped by the policeman, policeman's got them with a gun. He says, get out of the car. No, I'm not going to have anything. So, yes, he does. And then he starts running mm-hmm. because they're going to beat me and kill me and say, you know, where is. And so he fires at him or stops him or chases him down and knocks him down. It's all by design. This whole thing is by design. And it yep. goes back to the Birch Society years before trying to warn the American people support your local police. Mm-hmm. That, I've never heard anybody say that, but I think that's what it is. Right. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, now, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, okay, this is, this is, how long have we been on the air? About, About an, hour. an hour, yeah. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we might have time to do that. Uh, I think I'll do this one, because this has got sheets and, and, and table, uh, papers. Okay. It's, I'm trying to cover a whole chapter in my book, The Unseen Hand. Okay. So that's difficult because I want to condense it down, and I've done that. And we're, we're, you and I are going to go back and forth reading and talking, and we have tables to show you. Okay. So let's start with this. Doorbell. Hello. Yeah, hello. Well, I'm a, my name is Bill Smith, and I'm a, I'm a local representative of the Red Cross. And we're raising money for the poor. Oh, thank you very much. That's a very noble cause. Well, he said, uh, we'd like to ask you to make a donation. Well, I said, I'm kind of tight this month. I say, so I'll give you $20. That's the best I can. I'm sorry, but but I'll help you as much as I can. So he pulls a gun on me, the Red Cross man. Says, you got a nice house here. And you got a Mustang. That's expensive. So you can afford more than 20 I want more. Wait a minute. You got a gun. Yes. And I'll use it because I know you've got the money. Right. So I give him the 20 and the four, $60 out of my wallet. I go to my savings account, whatever it is, give the money. He runs off. Now he's going door by door down the road. And I call the police. 
I was just robbed. A man stood there and told me he's from the Red Cross and I give him 20. He wanted more. He had a gun. Well, is he still there? Yeah, he's down four doors away, pounding on their door. I said, I'll be right out there. So I go down there and I'm standing there. That's the guy that did it. This guy right here. He said he's from the Red Cross and he's got a gun. Now, who's going to be arrested? Me or him? Or the, the, the John Smith. Well, in the sane world, he would be arrested, but in this world, he would be. <laughs> well, hold on. Please, let's say the truth. Mm-hmm. He should be arrested, right? right. He, he's, it was a robbery. Mm-hmm. He stole from me. Right. He took it by force with a, with a weapon. It was armed robbery. Yeah. Yes. Our, thank you very much. And when, when we went down, to, I certified that was the man that did it. The policeman is obligated to charge him and take him away and be the judge or where you go with the court. Right. Or maybe maybe it's a minor affair. But nonetheless, I don't get arrested. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple hours later, ding, ding, ding. Hey, open door. Hello there. Oh, hi. How are you? So I'm here raising money for the poor. Well, that's fine. I appreciate you what you're doing. It's, it's a noble cause. Well, can you help us? Well, I just lost some money. I can't afford it. Yes, you can. We know how much you've got. You've got a car and a house, a lot of money. I want more. I said, wait a minute. I don't get more money, just like the other guy. So I give him the money, and he goes down to the same door or another door, and I say, policeman, that's the guy. That, and the John Doe says, I'm from the welfare department of the government. Mm-hmm. Now who gets arrested? You. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? It's the same thing. The same gun taking my money from me by choice mm-hmm. or by force. Right. Charity versus welfare. Mm-hmm. Yes, isn't that real? Yeah. Welfare is theft. Mm-hmm. We didn't have welfare. The founding fathers didn't create welfare, did they? No. Johnson fact, did. <laughs> there's a story about Davy Crockett. Maybe you've heard this. Davy Crockett ran for Congress from Tennessee. Everybody knew Davy because he killed a bear when he was three and fought, you know, fought the Indians, whatever else he was doing. So Davy Crockett's in Congress. He hears about a, uh, a bunch of widows getting a flood. So he says, um, "Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll put a bill through Congress to raise money for the widows of the people who were flooded." So he does that, and they pass the money and take it down there, and they build the houses or whatever it is. So David Crockett, on election day, goes door to door and talking, and he sees a farmer out in the field, probably someone like you with the shiny. This was before the shiny red tractor <laughs> that you lied to me about. So <laughs> he said. He said, well, I'm Davy Crockett. I would be happy to take your vote. I can't vote for you, Davy. Why? So what, what, why? What did I do? He said, do you remember that flood and those widows? You don't have the power to take our money, tax money, to pay the widows. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the Constitution about that. Now, if the Senate and the House get together and want to pay the money, that's fine. That's charity. Right. And those widows should get help, but not by force. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know something? I never thought about that. 
and gave me said, I want you to call all the farmers. This is supposed to be a true story. All the farmers, including you and your shiny red tractor, meet at my, at my house or the acreage. We'll have a place and have coffee and tea and donuts, sir. And I'll, I'll stand on the step and say, I apologize to you. I, I raised the money thinking that's a good thing for us to do. But it's not our good thing to do until Lyndon Johnson came along. Exactly. And yep. what did we get? Welfare by force. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay, you go to jail. Like the first guy should go to jail because he stole from me with his gun. Yeah. And if, and if you receive welfare, you become a slave to the government. Because you're dependent upon them. Yeah. And we learned where the Commerce Manifesto, he who does not Work shall not eat. Yes. So they ain't going to be able to sit on the hill playing the violin. Okay, now, this is going to be a little bit difficult because I got two stacks here. I'm going to read, and then I'm going to tell you when to read because this is a small print. Oh, yeah. And I know you can't read that. So I've, I've gone through. This is about nine pages, the first, I think, chapter part two. So there's nine of these, but you'll see that I'm going to be reading the, the orange, and there'll be times when you can read because uh, I made a, a slide that helps. To, I'm going to I'm going to give the, the the phrase we're talking about, and I'll talk about how it works and why we're doing it, and then I'll give you something else to read. So I'll let you know when we. Uh, All right. So we're going to put you to work again, even though I know you're a liar. My. Well, I'm my, not hungry, so I shouldn't have to work. <laughs> Okay. This is the thing, the condensation. So if you want to read it, go ahead. Okay. America's founding fathers, all men were created equal. <clears throat> the lowest had the same rights to the to life, freedom, and property as did the highest. Okay, now I'm gonna amplify that. The founding fathers wrote it into the Constitution that all men were created equal, uh, that the lowest had the same rights to life, liberty, and property as did the highest. Now, notice something. I changed that. Life, liberty, and property. Well, that's how it was originally, wasn't it? Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. I, When I wrote this, I thought the words were interchangeable. It should be life, freedom, and property. And I want to talk about the difference. I didn't think about this until now. But the difference between freedom and liberty, they're not the same. Right. They're not synonyms. They're antonyms. Mm -hmm. This is freedom, which is acting morally against your neighbor. Right. God said, thou shalt not, don't do it. Thou shalt do this. God gave us the law. And that's why I found some of our founding fathers said, we're creating this government for a self-governing people. And right. we were, basically. Mm-hmm. So I changed that to, <clears throat> I wrote this in 1985, Life, Liberty. I thought they both did the same until I found our leader. And property. What does it mean? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
a cannibal would be happy by pursuing someone to eat. Right. Uh huh. Is that what it means? Exactly. It can't. It can't meet that, can it? Mm-hmm. It's a loose end. What does it mean? You interpret it well. I'm a cannibal. I'll be happy when I find you and I can eat you. Uh huh. And property as did the highest. The solitary man, alone in his environment, need not concern himself with rights and the need to create government to protect those rights. No one exists to plunder his goods or take his life. One right. man. There is no need to protect his rights. They are secure. And I know the animal is kidding, but no other human can take it until we got it. We, the two of us, have to sit down and talk. Right. Okay, now, if each individual has the right to his life, property, I'm sorry, freedom and property, and no one has the right to take these rights, then it follows that man must have the right to protect his rights. This right is called the right to self-defense. Right. Settle for that? Mm-hmm. Is that godly? Yeah. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah. Each individual... Okay, this is the second sheet. We want you to read it first to set the tone. Each has the right to pool his individual right to self-defense with others. Okay. We're not going to amplify that. I, I, I wanted to type this out, and I said, oh my God, it's going to take hours, and I don't have that. So I think this is the best way to do it. Okay. If each individual has the right to self-defense, and each has it equally, then each individual has the right to pool his individual right with others so that all can protect their rights from those who come to violate all of their rights at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay? In other words, if each has the right individually, then all have the right collectively. Right. Such collective poolings of individual rights to self-defense are called governments. We're hiring a bodyguard. We have the right to self-defense. Now, I'm 80 years old, and you're, you're what? 63. <laughs> so you said that to make me say I'm 84. Go on. You did that, didn't you? <laughs> Draw it out of me. Okay, now let's go back. It worked. You and I both have the same right. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm not as strong as you, maybe, or as fast, or whatever. You're slower, or I'm faster than you. So we're equal in that sense. But we both have the equal right to hire a bodyguard, you and I, and pay one man to protect, protect two of us, or even two if we need be. Right. That's what these wealthy do, and there's what they call a skirted or fenced areas where they live. Mm-hmm. Okay, now... This is a summary, I guess. Each has equal right to protect these rights called the right to self-defense. Okay, I guess that's a repeat. Okay. Okay, now, here's another. Let's set the tone. Man can only give the government those rights that they themselves, they have themselves. Okay. Now, could, they, could the man who came there with the gun, 
Could he join with others and say, listen, you and I both have the right to steal. Can we join together and form a government? Sure, why not? That's what you call communism, isn't it? Yeah. That's what we The guy with the gun says, this guy got me in jail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something about that. Uh-huh. Okay, now, these truths about human rights can best be illustrated by a brief and simple economic model based upon two assumptions about human nature. Two assumptions. One, all people consume equally. Two, all people produce unequally. Okay, let's talk about that. Do you believe that's true? Yeah. Have you ever gone to a banquet? When you go get an Arby's, is your Arby's bigger than the one in Arizona? Uh, Probably not. No. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you go to get a McDonald's, it's the same size, whether you're seven foot tall, tall or three foot, even junior's children. So, in other words, we, we, Eat, eat, eat. <laughs> we eat. eat, consume equally, but we produce unequally. You've right. got a tractor. I don't have a tractor. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> okay, here we go. Summary. Assumption number one is not an absolute, obviously, since not all people consume exactly the same. But basically, this statement is correct. Notice that the participants at a banquet are all given an equal portion. Someone back in the back of the, of the counter back there count out 52 peas. Everybody gets 52 <laughs> peas on the plate. Exactly one smosh of spices and one half of a whatever it is. One roll. <laughs> so it's right. all the same. Uh-huh. Such is not the case with number two. Each person is given equal opportunity to produce his sustenance, sustenance would produce unequally. Right. Some would produce more than others. Certainly, the general, I'm sorry, generally, the young, the energetic, and the skilled would produce more than the old, the lazy, and the unskilled. Right. This means that some individuals produce more than they consume while others consume more than they produce. So far, I think my assumptions are accurate, are reasonably accurate, plus or minus. Mm -hmm. Now, each individual herein herein identified by a letter produces at an unequal rate and consumes at an equal rate. Okay, now, this is the first... Hold on, I'm going to find my... Here it is. Here it is. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to read across. First line, and then say A, uh, what does that say? Uh, produces. Yeah, uh, A. A, yeah. A uh, produces so much and consumes so much. Okay. Table one. Um, individual is the first column, production and consume. A produces 1,200. Consumes 500. B produces 750. Consumes 500. C produces uh, 600. Consumes 500. Okay, stop right there. 
those people are capable of producing more than they consume because they all consume equally. Everybody gets 500. Right. Right? Uh-huh. So those are the three that produce more than they consume. Right. So we're going to talk about what those people do have to do with it. But now we're back to number D, letter D. Uh, D produces 400, consumes 500. E produces 300, consumes 500. F produces 250, consumes 500. And G produces zero, uh, consumes 500. Now, I want to clarify that. I put G in there for an important reason. There are people who, who can't produce. Right. So I'm telling you, G is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Now, equally shared, he get or she, whatever it is, they get 500. Because right. the total, I didn't put the total in there, but it's 3,500 across the board. Mm-hmm. So there's 3,500 units produced, and they're all consumed equally, except G. G consumes, but doesn't produce. So the question is, what do we do? How do we help G? We're going to talk about that. There are several ways to help help G. Okay. The important thing to recognize is that, once again, I'm repeating myself, that certain individuals, in this case, D, E, F, and G, are dependent in varying degrees upon the rest of the individuals in this model. In fact, individual G is completely dependent upon the rest of the individuals because if the others didn't exist, individual G would surely die. Right. If she's the only one on the island, I'm sorry, you got no, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. A logical question to ask at this point would be whether individual G would have the right to prevent the others from leaving the island should they choose to do so. So A through F say, we're getting out of here. Right. Should they leave G behind? Well, I don't know. They have an obligation, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's not forced upon them. They're free to leave. It's a moral obligation. Yeah. Once again, charity versus welfare. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. These are real questions for all governments and individuals to ponder. And as will be shown later, there are governments that have taken the position that individual G would have both the right to keep others within the environment and the right to force the others to produce for G's individual needs. Mm -hmm. They used to call them walls. The Berlin Wall was to keep D, E, and F, I'm sorry, A, B, and C, inside the country. To produce they needed the them to produce more than they consumed, didn't they? Right. Uh-huh. So finally, Reagan got the wall to come down, and now the Germans are responsible for the Germans, right. or whatever it is. There are obviously two positions on the question of to whom surplus belongs. Those who hold a private property rights grant them the right to keep that surplus are obviously in disagreement with those who hold that the surplus goods belong to those who do not produce them. 
channel for that. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I guess I guess I'm ready for this here yeah, table two. I don't didn't have a mark, but let's let's do the same with this. See if this will work. Okay. First uh, row, individual is the first column, surplus is the second column, production is the third column, deficit is the fourth column, and consume is the fifth column. So, okay, so you can see here that uh, A produces how many? 1,200. And how many does he consume? Five. Okay, we'll get to that. That's the next table, but let's just start talking. So ultimately, down at the very bottom... G gets nothing, right. doesn't produce, but still shares equally in the 500. Uh -huh. So the total, once again, I ran out of space in the haste. So it's 3,500 for both. Right. Okay. Okay. Realizing that the property of the productive A, B, and C cannot be taken from them by force, it behooves the less productive to find another way to acquire the surplus. Presume, because we, we've determined that the man has the right to private property. He can keep his surplus. Whatever he's going to store it away or give it away, it's his to do so. Right. You can't steal it. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, here it is. Presume that the four individuals, D, E, F, and G, asked A, B, and C to divide their surplus voluntarily, and the latter refused. Does that refusal grant the right to D, E, F, and G to take the goods away from them? No. No. If property rights have any meaning, the answer must surely be in the negative. Does the right to property include the right to protect it from the plundering acts of those who come to take it by force? Does yeah. an individual have the right to right? If you're agreeing with that? Yes. Okay. Does an individual have the right to protect his property against the acts of another individual? Yes. Does the individual have the right to protect his property against the acts of a group of individuals? Yes. Does the group have the right to protect their property against the acts of another group? Yes. That's called war, isn't it? Yeah. A DEF, for, there's four DEF and G, and they don't produce enough, so they climb over the hill and attack A, B, and C and take by war. So that's a war. Yeah. Okay, now, number 10. Okay. Does it make it right? Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Presume that they, at D, E, F, and G, they develop a new strategy. They call a meeting of all seven to discuss the question of the surplus, and all seven individuals attend. The question of how to handle the surplus is discussed and then acted upon allowing the majority to decide how to divide the property. In this case, D, E, F, and G, vote which way would you guess? Can you text that to me? Divide. To take it, yeah. Divide it equally? 
and A, B, and C vote against it. Do D, E, F, and G? One of them has a, a majority. Presume D, E, F, and G ask A, B, and C to divide their surplus with them. Take surplus by force. Okay, now, does it make it right to call the, go- the meeting a government? Does it make it right if the majority says that whatever the majority wants will be what the entirety will do? Does the minority have any rights in a true democracy? Uh-uh. No, because it's numbers by force. It's force by numbers, excuse me. Yeah. What's Obama doing? And then Obama or Biden. He's dividing the country. Yes. Right. If the majority votes to take the minority's property, what is it called? It's called democracy. Yeah. Isn't it? The majority rules, no matter whether they're right or wrong. That's why we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Well, and hold on. I'm going to prove we don't have a republic, and we've never had a republic. Hold it. Hold it. That's the difference between a democracy and a republic. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Next, presume that the majority is able to create a... uh, Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. This is is legitimate. This is the next step. Let's presume, presume that the majority is able to create a government to take the surplus from the producers and that the producers decide among themselves to only produce what they consume the next year. In this case, 500 units apiece. Would the majority have that right? Well, this is just a restatement, I guess. DDF and G decide by majority vote. It's called democracy. Okay, what's it? Well, here's here's what it is. This was this was the, the slide I prepared. Please, David. I know this is a little not quite as organized, but I this no, is a, it's, it's good. It's good. Producers decide to only produce what they consumed last year. So we're going to go back. Okay, now now let's re- have table number three. So let's say they create a government to take the surplus and the producers decide, do they have the, does the minority have that right? Yes. That means that A, B, and C will only produce what they consumed the previous year or 500 units apiece. The remainder of the people continue to produce what they did the year before. The figures for the second year will be as follows. Okay, table four. Again, individual production, surplus, deficit, and consume. A produces 500, surplus 150, because they they consume 350. So he's taking his equal share of 350, which means he's short 150. Okay, let's go to B. B produces 500. They have a surplus of 150 because they consume 350. I'm sorry. Does that say 500 produce five? It should be 200. No. It's 500, 500, 500, 400. 
No, this is supposed to be. I'm sorry, I got this wrong. Because okay. it's, no, it's not right. We should be. Oh, this is talking about the surplus, I guess. Okay, that's yeah. what this is. This is the surplus, which is a total of th- uh, 35. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I'm sorry, I got this wrong, David. Because they're not sharing. They're not. Uh, they're not producing what they did the year before because they don't want to because but, but, they have to share. Well, anyway, this total on the bottom is right. The total of all seven is twenty four fifty. Uh, and the uh, equal share is uh, three three twenty. Is that right? Yeah. This should all be these should all sh- should be three twenty. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I that's got, okay. No, that's okay. You're getting the point across. Okay. So in other words, you can't. This is Epperson's truism. If it ain't produced, it ain't consumed. Right. You can talk about taking from property. If they ain't got it, they ain't got it. Uh-huh. So they once had 500. They decide to, here, this is the one I wanted. Here it is, table number four. Forgive me. Okay. Okay, so we uh, individual A produces 500. They have a surplus of 150. Oh, that's not right. That's what? the same table. You got it on the other side, Ralph? Is it on the other side of that paper? I thought I saw numbers. I know that's right. I'm sorry. They don't produce 500. Well, anyway, let's just talk about it. What happens is, this is what happens. Production goes from 3,500 to down to 2,450. Right. Because, as Epperson just said, the great economists, if it ain't produced, it ain't consumed. Right. And production's down to three fifty from the productive people. Because they're basically saying they're saying, Ralph, well, why should I produce more when I'm gonna have to give it to freeloaders? When I can just produce anything just what we need. Yes. Yeah. Because I was I was getting three fifty five hundred before, but I'm gonna produce what I oh see I'm, I'm what I consumed last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, thank you. Yeah. Which is consumed for three fifty. Here it is. Right. Here's a summation of what that table is proved. Uh, real production from three thirty five hundred to twenty four fifty, from five hundred to three hundred and fifty. So in other words, even G doesn't get five hundred. Right. He he or she gets a, a fair share of three fifty. Right. That's what happens when you create communism. People don't produce. They can't uh-huh. keep what they produce. That's why the farms were collectivized. And they're up. Little tiny Taiwan, after Chiang Kai-shek established it, almost unproduced, outproduced the entirety of China. Right. In the right. early years. I don't know what it is currently. Cuba, after Batista, Batista was outed, they chaired communism and the workers got $20 a month to spend. Right. Everybody. Uh huh. Okay, here we go. Here's your summary now. Notice that the total production dropped from 3,500 units to 2,450. 
a drop of 1,050 obviously. Each individual share also decreased as well from 500 units to 350. We're sharing equally. Right. So he, uh, okay, they, they did it voluntarily. The other people did it coercively because they, they lost 500 to get, okay. Right. Now, does the majority have the right to force the major, minority to produce up to last year's productivity? Let me reread it. Now, does the majority have the right to force the minority to produce up to last year's productivity? No, they do not have the right. Communism doesn't work. Right. Because the farmer says, I don't get even a fair share. And I'm working my heart off. And the, the, the communists are sitting there in the towers, like in the, the gated communities. Right. Right. That's why the the communists, little, little Cuba, after was out producing Castro, and when Castro finally admitted about 10 years before, about a couple of years before he died, the system wasn't working. Jake? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would the majority have the right to keep A, B, and C in the workplace should they choose to leave it? Um, okay, you said the majority or minority? The majority is four. It's D, E, F, and G. Right. They have the right to keep A, B, and C in the workplace should they choose to leave it. When they are going to work for, what, 35% or 50% of what they produce. Right. Should force them to stay. Well, if they have the arms to do it, they can. Yeah. yeah. And they build the walls. And they take the arms away from A, B, and C. Oh, that's another observation. Would they have the right to build a wall around the environment to make certain that they did not leave? Yes. It's called the Berlin Wall and the, uh, the Chinese, what, bamboo wall. And the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Socialists, now written, this was written in 85. Shouldn't socialists in today's world have, have taken that just position, or just that position? Iron and bamboo curtains are the result of the majority's realization or the least of the realization of ruling class claiming to act on the idol. They would need the productive talents of the minority, and and because of this needed production, the majority build walls to keep the minority inside. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. What then should the incentive be to encourage production? Should it be the incentive of the government I'll ask it again. Go ahead. I want you to hear what I said. What then should the incentive be to encourage production? Should it be the incentive of the government, which is fear, you'll work or we'll kill you, or the incentive of the marketplace called profit? Profit, the second one. Mm-hmm. See? A, B, and C were capitalists. They were working productively, and they were able to freely share share with the uh, DEF and children. Right. It was so charity, not coercion. Yeah. One voluntary charity or coercively welfare. Is that true, David? 
don't pay your taxes, what's going to happen to you? <laughs> Go to jail. Why? Don't you have a right to your property? Yeah, well. The, the Pilo Man, did you hear this? Maybe not. I'll start if you've already heard it or talked about the it. The Pillow Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Well, he got persecuted, but he got rich. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you haven't been updated. I'm serious. He's been persecuted all, the, all along for being... Uh, that's that's yeah. not what happened. He's been charged by the FBI and his records have been taken from him. Really? Yes. When did this happen? A day or two ago. I never I'm serious. I'm not joking. He's, he's live on television telling us. He said, you can't take my, my laptop, my, forgive me, my cell phone. I keep my records on my cell phone. Yes, uh-huh. we can. We got the gun. So what's he going to do? How's he going to get it back? Go get it back when they delete everything. Right. And then charge him. Say, we t- we believe you made $30 million last year. We're going to tax you on that amount. <laughs> this is what's happened by Biden. It, according to the pillar man, and I believe this man's true. Right. Truth, telling the truth. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he's a communist, Biden is, so expect him to do communist things, you know? Okay, summation. This is called a free commercial. You don't charge me for this free commercial. David, did you hear what I said? David. David. (laughs) (laughs) My throat's dry. I can't do it. This is a free commercial. (laughs) So you can make that noise. I got it in writing. (laughs) Condensed from Chapter 2. The Unseen Hand. An introduction to the conspiratorial view of history by A. Ralph Epperson. So, in other words, what I've done is try to get in half an hour a chapter, which is maybe 30 pages, and I took out maybe 10 of those and tried to even condense those. But the point is this. I taught about property. Listen, there's there's a joy that I it suddenly dawned on me. This book is selling worldwide. Yeah. It and is. people all over the world, if they buy it, and it's been translated correctly, read chapter two for the first time in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to learn about private property and what it is when you, they take it from you. And when you are forced to work and write a desk, they're going to read it in my book, The Unseen Man. It's an excellent and book, yeah. That staggers my mind. I never, ever in my entire life thought that would be the case. Well, you're teaching them through a book, Ralph. Well. You know, instead of in a classroom, through a book. And that's just as good. And I tried to get it to this David, and David's writing down things. But I promised uh, to clean, uh, take the trash out, so I'll write that down. Oh, what did you say, Ralph? Well, I, did, <laughs> I, I got to move my tractor. I'll write that down. Now, I bet if you flip that page up, <laughs> my teller is going to <laughs> you want to see what it says I can't read it okay no no don't 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 God do is in all the constitutions of the states communism Lenin Stalin Rockefeller Rockefeller was involved in the twin towers back to the future all three episodes 
Have you? I would urge you, uh, you and Barbara, you need to watch that movie. It's brilliant. It's yeah. it's, it's become a classic. Mm-hmm. They, there's a, there's an ad on TV right now on cable right now. You can rent a, a living, breathing DeLorean that looks exactly like the one in the movie to come to your convention, drive around, put people in and drive it so much or make it something to draw. So it's it's still alive. Oh. They they did a documentary with the, the, the professor who's getting pretty old. He's like, like me, a little hobbly. But they got him and then they got... Uh, uh, Michael uh, J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox, thank you. Uh, he's got... Uh, you know, he, which is Parkinson's, yeah, and, and they're they're going to use whatever proceeds they do this draws this DeLorean did they fix exactly like the one in the movie to raise money for for Michael's research, which is a very noble cause. That is noble. Yeah, I like that. Well, we've got what fifteen twenty minutes, don't we? Uh, twelve. Yeah. We can, yeah. always, we can always carry over to the next program. Too, well, you know. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to prepare this because I'll have a full week. I, forgive me. I, I had business, and I had to take care of it. I had to get those orders up. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to see that when I read a book, I read it. <laughs> Look at this cover. Wow. Word out. What's it called? The Biblical Flood and the Ice Epic. And what is that? That's the earth getting pummeled by ice. Being held up by two fingers. Yeah. (laughs) That was my two fingers. (laughs) I want to show you this man. This is, I'm sorry, the author's Donald Patton. I can't see it. Because I got it coming. uh, Go to your left. This way? And then up. I can't see it at all. Okay, now up a little more. About the author. Okay, I see him. That's Donald Patton. And that was done done in the... Well, he published this book in uh, 1966. Mm -hmm. And I bet I bought it a couple of years after. And when I read this... Well, forgive me. I'm going to try to buy his first... He was asked to speak... About that time, maybe a couple of years after this book was published, had a big rally in Boston to several thousand people and had a microphone and slides. And Ed Griffin, you you, you know the Edward Griffin? He was there and taped it and put it on what is called a beep click. It's it's all one one piece of film, and it's in the screen. And you you talk about this. You're you're talking because it's reading, and then you go, click on it and it goes like this and there's the next one. So it's okay. called a beep click. So I'm going to buy one of those. I, I can get it for like 10 or 12 bucks and, and play that. Not play it, but play it and I'll make written and maybe even learn how to get my my David, King David, my guru, computer guru, taught me how I think I can get pic- pictures out of, a, of an image like mm-hmm. Yahoo image and because they've changed now. You can't just... I've been doing that for 15 years, making DVDs by going to the picture of Ralph Everson, click it, and pull it over here, put it over here. Right. 
and I can't do that. I got a copyright infringement. Uh, yeah. Well, you've got it. Okay, that's book number one. Notice the condition of this one. Word out again. The Long Day of Joshua and Six Other Catastrophes. Ooh, that looks like a good book, too. Now, what's that? Uh, it's uh, Mars and actually it's the Earth and Saturn. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But this is still preliminary. He's still working. Huh. This is his last book. And this one was published and I got it written down to uh, 1980. I'm sorry, 1988. That's the last one I know about. He might have written others because I haven't talked to him in a while, but he didn't even use his own, his own picture. He said, I don't want to. But this is his first book. This one is a little harder to read. So that's why I'm going to try to get that, that beep click and use it some way. Okay. I don't know how yet, because I'll work it out somehow. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. If I take my computer, my screen, this right here, and pull it over here and put tell my computer to play a DVD... Could you see it? I don't know if we can do that with Zoom. No, no, no. Well, slow down. You can see me. Yeah. From my camera. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And so, in other words, this will be a DVD here playing on my. I flip this screen around like this. Uh-huh. But then I can't see you. That doesn't work, does it? Well, that's good. Well, the only way it would work is if it's a DVD. Because the DVD's got the pictures and the words together. Right. Uh huh. But you got to be able to share it on this format. Well, you can you can record it, just like you're recording me right now. You're recording my screen. Right. I don't know. We'll go talk about that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because that's. Yeah, hold this one up. This is the last one. Catastrophe in the Old Testament: the Mars Earth conflicts. Yeah. Uh, Chuck yeah. Mistler talked about that a lot, too. Yeah. Well, this is the guy that started. Uh-huh. You see those two circles? Yeah, once they're uh, not concentric. Which one is the smaller one? The Earth. Okay, which is the larger one? Mars. Okay, what what's happening when uh, Mars uh, down at the bottom? They intersect. They cross paths. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they cross paths because one's going one way, and the other's going the other way. Right. So this occurs every 108 years, and this occurs 108 years. But together, every 58 years, there's one of these. Huh. So that's what they've got. And I got a list of the of the, uh, the ones we're going to cover. Here it is. Okay. This, I, I believe this, David. If, if this is something new to you, it's going to make your Old Testament come alive. Mm-hmm. Because you know, this, you believe, and I believe as well, I believe the Old Testament is just as valid as I'm sure you do. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, what do we got there? That's pretty you cool. That? The, uh, Noah's Flood, Tower of Babel, Sodom and Gomorrah, Exodus... Uh, long day of Joshua, and that goes from one through five. Then twelve is uh, Jonah. Jonah and, and what? And the great Jonah fish. And Joel, uh, Amos and Joel. Oh, so okay. that's one, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, that we'll discuss next week. Okay, that sounds great. We're going to find some amazing things. This was the way this earth was created. Mm -hmm. We were given a cover like Venus. Right. Cloud cover until the flood. Now. That's where a lot of the water came from. Well, where did it come from? The canopy that was around the earth. And what else? And also the fountains of the deep. And what else? Uh, Comet. I don't know. I know the fountains of the deep and the, and the envelope around the earth. Yeah. But there's other water coming as well. Huh. An icy satellite of Mars. Oh, okay. I collided. This is smaller. And fell like this. Uh-huh. Oh, at the poles. Ice yeah. is 15,000 feet deep. Yeah. That's right, it is. In Antarctica, they drilled down and got to 15,000 and found the bedrock. Yeah, Greenland's and, the same way. And when they got down there, they found uh, pear trees in bloom. Yeah, palms and everything else. They found mammoths. That's why I've got to find a way to take pictures. I'm... Uh, that might be the easiest way to do it because I can't, I can't make a PowerPoint unless I could go click on me and put it over here for you. So right. Until I can do that, right. not going. Through. He's got me doing it, but I get about six steps each time. I got to remember. I've got a piece of paper written down now. It tells me step one, two, three, four, five. And I used to just do a bingo, bingo. He's gone. Yeah, so, I know. Same here. Take, yeah. Did you Same you play DVDs as well? I've never made a BVD. No, I, I could probably do it if I wanted to. But um, well, that's, that's what I've done 29 times. So, Ralph, I guess um, we can wind it up and then come back next week, huh? Yes. Okay. I, do wish, I do wish to thank you once again. Oh, my pleasure, Ralph. I, thank I'm you. Sorry, I'm sorry to prove to you with my... With my uh... <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't... Why did... Can I take a minute and find out why it didn't work? <laughs> there it is. And if I turn it upside down, can you it, see it? It no. worked. It worked for a moment. Yeah. So and it says lie in lies or liar lies lies. Okay. Yeah. So you were telling lies and you weren't a liar. It'll also good. say hell, shell oil, and other things too. <laughs> No, I have no control of that. That's 5713. Uh-huh. I had it on. Here it is. No, oh, it's 5317. You can have fun with this yourself. Then there's 773440. That's O-L. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's 577345. Uh, that's Shell. Would you be so kind as to put that in an email? Yeah, sure. That's what I found this. And I said I can have fun with David because I can I can prove him a liar. Old technology, Ralph. Old technology. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both are stuck in that net in, in that, that convoy, aren't we? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I think I told you this all in. Uh, I went Jr. When I bought my computer, I bought a uh, uh, some guy made them, 
And that's, mm-hmm. I thought that's the best way to do it because I can use him to help me figure it, you know. Sure. So I, and I, it's a, it was a clone or something. And so I, after a while, I got trouble. So I went to the my phone book and I found a guy called Advantage Computer. And so I went to him, that's two miles away. And I've been doing business with JR. JR got involved in this when they were uh, punch cards. Right. Which means he now. He got started with that, so he knows everything. I sat in, that's part of the story, I sat in front of him while he was on the phone, and he talked language. I had no idea what he said. Well, I believe it, yeah. They got their own language already. David? I just want, I want the folks to know that that we were not doing a commercial for JR, but (laughs) if if you need computer stuff, go see him. I never thought about that. He's going to, have to tell me you gave you gave me a free commercial. I'll pay you for that, and then I can start collecting from you. Either that, or he'll go out of business. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've recommended people to him before because I'll tell you, Dave, this David, he's a young. I would guess, forgive me, early, maybe even forties. He's got a very young son, and oh. I've been after. You know, I work late at night many times, so I get on and I say, "God, I got a problem. I kind of solve it right now because I got first for David, another David, and I need his phone number at 3.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. I've been trying every way I can to get his phone number so I can call him at 3.30, and he's not giving it to me. <laughs> I've even tried his receptionist. She's a very friendly. We're getting along well. She just got a job maybe six months ago, but we're getting along. We're going to have fun on the phone. So I nice. tell, listen, tell David that uh, I'll pay him for this, a big big amount of money, to get him convinced, and then when he comes to me, I say, David, I didn't make sure about money. That's the woman who said that. I didn't. <laughs> I tried to get him to give me that phone. Right. Well, he said, I, I wouldn't answer the phone at 3.30 tomorrow. I says, you got it. I got a problem. Okay. So, you're, got a problem. so you're a cheapskate with him as well as me. So tell me those. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Tell me those. <laughs> tell me. Those other shell oil or whatever it is, because I got to figure this thing out. Yeah, okay. That's, that's funny. I saw that and I said, well, I got to use that against David. But that's <laughs> Have a good evening and thank you very much for, and we'll try to get into that as much as I can. That sounds good. You hear that, folks? We're going to have a really good show next Wednesday. So you got to come here. Got yes. to. Thanks very much for your time and God bless you, David. I appreciate what you've done for me. <laughs> God bless you too, Ralph. I'm going to stop the recording now.